Welcome back to Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast by the people and also for the people. How you doing, Pat? Oh, I'm not too bad, man. How are you doing? Great today, I'm, I'm doing sure. Well, oh, great today. We'll get to that. Yeah, um, it's good to hear from you. And if you're listening, it's great to have you guys listening. Mm. Um, if it's your first time, you know, welcome to the dysfunction. And I think it's our fifth episode. So if you're back. Um, I hope that job search is going well because you <laughs> clearly have a lot of time on your hands. But um, that aside, I feel like we've got a pretty good episode lined up. Um, we'll obviously run through our top six teams, um, probably dedicate about two minutes to Spurs. If and that. Um, If that, yeah. That's a generous uh, right. allotment. Um, and then I think we've got a little bit of a surprise in store with some new segments and some old segments that we're going to try out. Um, and we can get into all of that. Um we were talking a bit about this before the podcast started. It feels a bit strange to uh, start the episode without a quick word on the tragedy with the Leicester City owner. And um, it's it's definitely a weird position because we're just two friends who joke around on a podcast that no one really listens to. But it's just, I think, out of respect, mm-hmm. something you kind of need to bring up. And by all accounts, you know, it sounded like the owner of Vishai was was loved by Lester, and obviously with that title that he brought home to them um, was really something that brought the city together. And I guess the one thing to say about it is it's one of those moments where you see how sports can bring people together, and that's why we love sports in general because they went on to win their game um, right after right after the incident. So um, I don't know if you had any. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's tough to weigh in. Really, you know, I, I can't say I knew much about the man, um, you know, before before his death, but I was, in a sense, glad to learn about the impact he had on that community. Um, obviously, we knew what he did with that team and what that, you know, the, the opportunity he gave the likes of Jamie Vardy, you know, signing him from a, a non-league squad to, mm-hmm. to a team in the championship and, you know, five years, three, four years later, that he's, you know, in England National playing in the World Cup. Um you could see the emotion on his face, Schmeichel's face. He was well loved by the community, the team, and I think, I mean, the the the, you know, his legacy obviously is going to be a little bit tied to that miraculous run that Lester had. And I think that what what he did and what that team did was showed that, you know, the the impossible is possible, and that's another thing that we love about sports. And um, you know, certainly he'll be remembered for that for, for you know, the kind of the people who you know, not Lester fans, but seemingly he meant a lot more to that community and you know um yeah i guess there's not really too much to say but really really unspeakable tragedy and uh hearts go out to everybody there you know yeah also mara's scored for uh for city that day as well which i thought was kind of fitting oh that's true yeah and the one one nil win they had so that was nice yeah all right yeah well um I uh, I'm wondering where to really kick this off, and it's a tough transition. This is, this is a Premier this is a Premier League podcast, yeah. but I feel like that United win over Juventus is like dangling a steak in front of me and making me uh, eat my veggies. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, we had a we had a scheduled podcast tonight, and you still made a point to text me that we needed to do a podcast tonight. You know, it was on my calendar. I knew we were going to do it, but I could yeah, tell well, you were amped up. Um, I have abandonment issues. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've I've fostered that as well, but um, I don't know if you were just you're you're just too hyped to talk. You want to go on a little rant here? I thought. Uh, oh, I, it's. I, I certainly want to talk about Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's funny because it would have been a rant. I had a whole rant prepared. I had like five paragraph notes 
typed out, but this isn't the first time that Mourinho's cucked me on my podcast notes. <laughs> I was I was ready to go in on Pogba. I was ready to go in on Mourinho. I was ready to go in on Sanchez and this, that, and the other thing. And now I'm, it's like I'm settling for being happy. You know, I have all these things that I want to say. And the two goals were a Mata wonder goal, a free kick, um, dead ball situation, right. not from free-flowing play. The second one was one of the grossest goals I've ever seen, but credit to Ashley Young for the ball in. Um, I feel like what a lot of those free kicks try to do nowadays is um, if it's coming in, like, from the wings, it's you curl and aim for the post, so if no one touches it, it goes in. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's pretty much the technique, and it caused some trouble. But that aside, it was a really organized, but my note was going to be, it's clear how different the quality is in the teams, and then what do you know, we won away at Juventus, and suddenly the whole complexion of the group has changed, and um, I'm left to just enjoy and bask in Mourinho's, Mourinho-ness at the end of the game, which was stuff of legends. Yeah, I mean, I've... To see that from a manager is just, you know, that Never would be surprised if a player did it. Not that, that would that would never throw me off. You know, it, it would be its own little thing, and and no one would even be talking about it. You know, but Mourinho taunting the entire <laughs> Juventus stadium, the stank face, <laughs> as if. I mean, I guess yeah, his his two subs kind of made it happen for him. But good lord, that man is that man is a legend. Love him or hate him, he is he. Yeah, I. I I, I need found him. myself. I, need I found myself loving it. Inject Mourinho into my veins. Hopefully, he burns Old Trafford to the ground. But I want to watch every minute of it. <laughs> I want it all. As, I've found myself loving to hate him as a United fan, and I still haven't fully processed my emotions. I, it's 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 really difficult for me. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. But um, I found a really good quote that I want want to run by you. Um, I think it was just some fan texting, and he goes on the Mourinho gloating at the end if Klopp did what Mourinho did everyone would be saying how cool it was two questions is that true yes and you think that's true yes okay but go ahead sorry to interrupt you I'll elaborate well my second question was were people saying that wasn't cool because I I loved it here's the thing Mourinho's just a dick and you know I think that there's a there's a fire in him that is I mean it's it's like, l- let me ask you this. Like, if if Simone does it, is it cool? Or is it... Or does it kind of piss you off? Oh, I mean... I guess it depends the context. If I see it in isolation um, against some other La Liga team and not United, I, I think I'd appreciate a manager with that chip on his shoulder and that edge because it shows a bit of a fire to win. Right. Which, whether, whether or not Mourinho has fell behind the times... I don't think his desire to win has gone down. No. It's almost gone up, which is why it's reached this point of, like, explosion at so many times because he's just so impassioned. Yeah, and and the, you know, truthfully, probably a little bit of an unfair critique uh, of him. You know, obviously when you're at United, there's – if you're not winning titles, you're going to get critiqued. So it's – that that's, that's kind of – it come, it, it – it, it's probably in the contract. You know, he, he signed up for this. Um, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I don't really... I guess what, what to me... I mean, it didn't bother me, but if I'm going to put myself in the shoes of the people that did bother is, 
what did Juventus do to him? Like, why Juventus? Like, of all the... Like, mm. I, it, it was a message for, in my opinion, I think that was like kind of the players that were coming up to him. It was like, this is this is a message for the English media. This is a message for... Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. isn't a message you need to deliver to Italy. Like, this isn't... You're, you're parking up the wrong tree here, bud. And you just catch us again in the in the knockout stage and see what happens. I think that's I think that's very well said. <laughs> you know, I, um, I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but it's like he was taking it out on Juventus, right? And entirely, yeah. And who are like the classiest group of people, minus Ronaldo, who I feel like worked on his abs just to steal the headlines yeah. and to have that ripped away from him. You know, um, thoughts and prayers to Ronaldo, but I kind of appreciated that him not making the headlines for once. Yeah, I mean, well, Ronaldo's Ronaldo. You just got to take the good, the good with the bad in that respect. Um, I mean, it's not good with the bad. It's just the guy's going to do what he's going to do. And yeah, yeah. There's, I think that if you if you operate in that level of success, you know, Mourinho, Ronaldo, you know, it's. I admire people who can maintain their humility because if I'm like, like if I'm Luke Shaw. I got the biggest head in the world. If I'm, you know, even if I'm like Danny Drinkwater, the world revolves around me. So if I'm Cristiano Ronaldo, there's no chance I'm humble. None. There's no way. I'm hardly humble now. You know, and it, it's it's just one of those things that it is what it is. It's entertaining, and I want to see it again. I want to see him do it again. I'd rather him do it at Anfield. Shit, I, I wouldn't even hate if he did it at, at the Emirates. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like that. Those are the fires that I'd rather him fuel. That I mean, I, if again, I thought it was hilarious, but I do think that uh, Juventus fans have a little little bit of a solid ground to stand on to be to be a little pissed at him for it. Oh yeah, completely. Um, and at risk of going too far off the the premise of the podcast yeah. I'll, I'll reel it into what united has next and a little bit on where they've been because this juventus win as miraculous as it was falls into a trend of recent games i didn't want to talk about their form yeah it's bizarre form um in the sense that they've shown grit to come from behind so there is desire and a little bit of that never say die attitude some residual effect is still there in the team and mm-hmm. i think there's something to be said about that and then before that i think it was the everton win where it was an ugly win but a win nonetheless i'm a little i mean i think beggars can't be choosers right now there's a lot of problems with the team but um well it was we i i think we went up to nil you were and then gave one up yeah that you were also um, and you, you, you against against Burnmouth, you were down one, scored two, if I'm recalling that correctly. Right. Uh, obviously lost right. at Juventus, and then the the last podcast we did was the comeback at Newcastle, and you were kind of debating whether or not that 45 minutes was enough to send you on a full bore hype train, or you weren't sure about the game against Chelsea. And quite frankly, of I mean, I haven't watched every United game this year, but that game against Chelsea was the best I've seen them this year, and it's odd that. You know, I mean, not odd. It's just for a half. Yeah, I think that needs to be said for a half of the game. I mean, maybe that's something to be said about how United's looked this year. That you yeah. know, but I they I think that they I didn't think a draw was unfair, but I I also thought if they they they, they did pretty much everything they needed to do to get three points, and then in the end, you know, conceded really really late. So mm-hmm. going back to that second half against Newcastle, it clearly hasn't all worked, but you're starting to see some of those individual performances that talent being drawn out in those moments of magic where where you need it when you're struggling you know and you, there's 
when everything's clicking, you don't necessarily need those moments of magic, but it's not clicking. And they're able to get results. And that is, in my mind, that is a hallmark of a good team. And if they can put it together, you know, we're we're mm. a little past the the quarterway mark of the season. Mm-hmm. They're 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 four points out of the Champions League place. You know this this thing's far from over. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's it's weird to say that we've corrected course a little bit because it still feels so volatile. It still feels like anything yeah, could happen on any given. Let's get day. through the weekend. And the one thing, <laughs> yeah, right. And the one thing, <laughs> the one thing I'll say to your point before we move on to the uh, marquee matchup this weekend is um, under God under Ferguson. I, I do hate saying that under Ferguson. When we would grind out wins, it was because we were playing badly. And now it seems like the hallmark of this season is grinding out wins is a good win under Mourinho. And maybe that's just the case um in this in this direction let me me ask you this is there is there ever going to be a point where you know ferguson isn't the bar for united where i I mean obviously we're still i guess what five six years removed from was 2012 his last campaign so i guess six years 12 12, 13 13. so yeah Yeah. is there ever going to be a point where I don't want to say you are what you are because with with you know the bankroll and the talent they have, the coach they have, their brand, I think that they're always going to be a prominent club. But is mm-hmm. what at what point does that metric shift from comparing to Ferguson to comparing to um, you know Pep City? Because that's the that's the bar I think that that's the bar that's being set with this United team, right? Is that change? Is that is that a is that something that changes or are you just looking for stability in a manager before you're willing to take that step i think that's a good point and i always try to catch myself myself in becoming a cliche yeah. like a cliched united fan and i think we are it's hard not to you know you had the best manager of all time two, three two three years from now if we're if we're doing the same stuff and saying the same shit um i think we are in danger of becoming liverpool fans who just you know talk about the past all the time yeah. like so i'm i'm very cognizant and fearful of that at the same time that being said i think high expectations can't totally be put down to being spoiled under ferguson because we are if not the most one of the most valuable clubs Mm -hmm. in the world the money that we spend on players the quality that we have in the team supposed quality and the supposed best manager or former best manager in the world all in one place is performing below a bar that should be widely accepted of them. Yeah. And it makes it, to your point, 10 times worse when you look five miles down the road and you've got now the best team in modern football, I think, I mean, 12 goals in their past two games. Guardiola's city and setting a 100-point record last season. It's just, it makes that pill Right, and I, I guess this is a good transition because we have, obviously, you know, first first Manchester derby of the year, it's going to be a blast, you know. Thankfully, I think for United fans, it's on the road, so you have like a little bit of a, a you know, a crutch should it not go your way. You know, it's not like <laughs> when Arsenal got blown out last year. I was like, oh, this is this is really over. <laughs> you know, we were home. Uh, the irresistible force meets the very yeah, movable yeah. object. But you know, you mentioned that quality, and I, the, I think that there's a a real big gap in quality between 
maybe not a real big, but if you're fielding a team of just the the Manchester teams, and you're putting your best eleven on the on the on the field, mm. I don't know that I'm putting more mm. than than three United players on the field. No, I. And it's tough. I, I mean, it's uh, yeah. I think De Gea. I think it's De Gea. Yes. And then you would hope Pogba, if yeah. you're taking <laughs> players at their best. No, no, like. Mean, I don't think I don't think this Juventus game saved the things that should be said about Pogba because he was the worst mm-hmm. player on that field, and he has played well in some games, but you need to establish a baseline, and I don't think fans are seeing that, and I think that's why they're getting restless. I think the same can be said of Sanchez. So when we're picking that all time, like not all time, but um, all Manchester team, I who's a shoe in other than De Gea? There isn't right. one. Right, I mean it, it's. I think I think, you know, I think Valencia is the second best right back in the league, but you know, second best in Manchester as well. That's my opinion. You know, it, that just triggered me for our later segment on how's your FIFA oh, team going. We'll circle ooh, back. Yeah, later. I got bad news for United fans based on my Arsenal franchise. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stay yeah, tuned, listeners. Um, Pat and James are going to talk about their FIFA <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah, we'll we'll give you a fair. Well, let's get all the the, the good stuff out first, so people can just clock out. Yeah. Just if you if you will, and you can start this whenever. Just slide your finger from the beginning of the podcast to the end, so we get the full data on that you listened all the way through. Um, but <laughs> be a real yeah, kind, be real nice. Um, yeah, well, that's that's a great way to derail a train of thought. Um, I think. Just talk to me about City. I think I got to backtrack on Liverpool winning the league, man. City's just too good, and they're doing it without De Bruyne for the most part. Um, they're too fucking good. And I think that what what you have there, you mentioned it earlier in the season, where the you know the the rotation Ferguson liked out of his attackers to kind of have the quality on the bench that he had. Pep has that. Where um, we're going to get into a, a a new segment later, where I'm going to ask you who you choose, but. Pep is spoiled for choice. He's even spoiled for choice to who he's going to put on the bench. You know that's how good that team is. And yeah, who makes the uh, the eighteen? Yeah, it is, it's 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 remarkable. They're in they're in fantastic form. But what I think is really exciting about this season is they're they're not alone. There's three unbeaten teams. There's you know if you told me Arsenal would be seven two and two to start the year, I'd be thrilled. And we're sitting in fifth. You know, there's there's yeah, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of quality at the top of the table this year, and um, I'm I for one hope that United can um, kind of keep a run of form going. I don't expect them to beat City. I expect I expect them to lose that game, but past going past that to keep getting results, so that when we're sitting here in you know January and February, we're looking at six teams with certainly six teams with viable Champions League potential. I, I think that by that point we'll mm-hmm. probably have ruled out some people mm-hmm. for the title, but um, I, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't see City really slipping up. You know, it's it's, it's ridiculous. Only for only for stubborn only for stubbornness am I not going to change my team. Yeah. On, on well, no, I respect pool. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I need. Yeah, I feel like I need to double down on it. Yeah. If anything. But, and um, it's like it, it, the weirdest uh, part too is I think we both kind of started to like Chelsea just because of sorry, and so it's <laughs> I don't like seeing them sitting at right where they are. But every time I see that guy chewing can, cigarette butts on the sideline, I get jacked up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the classic conundrum of liking the manager on a team that you hate. Because I do not like no. Chelsea. Let me say that no. for the record. But sorry. God. Yeah, 
you ever see man chew a pack of camels like like that? <laughs> uh, but the, the, the thing about um, City too is they don't they don't they demolish the teams they should beat. You know, like they win. Mm-hmm. Their goal differential is twenty nine through eleven mm-hmm. games. That's it's over on, on their wins because they've taken two draws. So it's over three goals a game for their goal differential on their wins. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it's they ridiculous. don't let up. Uh, and it's I mean by by comparison, Chelsea nineteen and Liverpool sixteen. So it's yeah, it's a full goal per game difference in that gap. And I don't think it translates against the top six sides, but you're not gonna have like. The, I guess the as you'd like to say the, the banana peel is is harder to find if I'm if I'm a city fan you know no they go from strength to strength and um, I think what we're looking at is the top six in the truest sense now because I think there is so much quality packed into those top six teams except yeah. for Tottenham and uh, it it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out but exciting to neutrals i think we can essentially lock in those three undefeated teams to the top four which creates an own battle among three for the fourth spot yeah yeah and i mean i i don't know if they'll sustain it but um you mentioned top six were you referring to united because burnmouth is holding on to six right now mm, only by what is it one goal five well <laughs> you can't lose you can't lose to tottenham two nil at home and keep a goal differential bud <laughs> Yeah, well, look out for Wednesday, December fifth. It's going to be an absolute dogfight for fourth place. We're coming booked, for that. Um, I booked a two-hour one-on-one with my boss, who's a United fan, for that for that day. What are you going to talk huh? about? What are you going to talk about? I don't watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's not out. a performance review. He listens to the podcast. So what's up, Max? <laughs> <laughs> Watch him just turn off the game, pull out a. No, I, mean, I, to, I, I, I told him full disclosure what we're going to be chatting about. So hopefully it's not a. Hopefully I don't get yeah. blindsided. Uh, no, yeah. that'll be that'll be a fun well, one. That's a. And we um, Ar- Arsenal Tottenham is relatively soon, if I'm remembering correctly. But um, in that one, mm-hmm. and they're also meeting well, in the. Uh, I believe it's the quarterfinals now of the Carabao Cup. Maybe yeah, I think it's the quarterfinal. So that'll right. be Northland Derby there. So we'll actually play Tottenham. At, at least three times yeah, this year. It wasn't in our, it wasn't in our strategy to no, pursue that no. tournament. So I'm glad it's playing yeah. out like this. Top team just, a, just tired, a year, so a year behind a uh, good old Arsene Wenger there, just donking <laughs> out to who was it? That was the Nottingham decision of the Force. day. Not all decisions can be explained. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. we're looking ahead to that December fifth yeah. game, United Arsenal. We've talked about United. Let's. Um, switch perspectives a little bit and talk about um the run of form that your team the gunners have been in uh yeah so i mean it's it's 14 games unbeaten um also um i guess yeah it was at a point i believe 12 straight wins until the draw at crystal palace it's really a blip on the first two games, which were tough games to start a season right. out on, and really positive. Truthfully, since. you know, we could have taken if we took our chances against Chelsea. They, you know, that we there there was opportunity to win that game. You know, you don't. I don't like to say like we should have won that game because if a is going to miss sitters, we shouldn't win the game. But you know, yeah, City. No one expected us to win. Chelsea. There was a lot of positive signs, and then. It was. I was a little worried, you know. The same old Arsenal, always shitty chant was was ringing in my head, and 
I, I mentioned this before. I don't think that they're doing everything right just yet, but they're finding a way to win. And that is something that is, at the very least, an improvement upon their form in recent years. I don't necessarily think that they are, you know, miles better. I think it's a little bit of a mirage given the teams that they have played, um, which, I mean, that's my concern at least. But the the performance against Liverpool was strong, also down down one. Um, I just don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's sustainable, but I really like the culture that's being built. I think that um, I, I'm I'm happy, obviously, with the results. But I just like what 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 well, happens to that team when they lose a game that they should win? What happens to that team when well, they run into uh, you know if, if they are to lose to another top six side? Like, how do they respond to that adversity? They've They've answered that, but I don't think it's been that true kind of back against the wall adversity. And I'd love to not face it, but you know, I'll be I'm waiting to be proven wrong in that respect. You know, I'm not gonna not gonna sit here and wait for Arsenal to to win the league. You know, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. They're getting 80 points, though. I think you can. I, uh, all right. Well, I think you can call the Liverpool draw a positive draw from an Arsenal fan's perspective. There was a lot to take away from that, but we were talking about sustainability and we're talking about form. You've drawn the last two games, and I want to see where you are in the shook meter because we're coming right up to that cold winter stretch where traditionally you guys tend to take well, a, bit let's, of a dip. Let's not forget um, we beat Blackpool. So we did we that forget. between Crystal Palace, but. But yeah, the, this is a uh, Premier yeah, League. Yeah, the uh, the suspensions carry over, so it kind of matters. Uh, the yeah, the Crystal Palace game was the first game, not the first game, but that was a game where. I mean, first of all, okay, I I, I can't believe I forgot to talk about this. Granit Xhaka should not be playing left back. He's having the best season I've ever seen him play, but he got. I mean, it. Why would he start at left back? Why? I mean, I, I know you get Monreal's hurt. Maitland-Niles is being worked back into form. And Kalisniak... But Kalisniak and Maitland-Niles both played in the next two games. Like, you, you can't tell me you couldn't have moved them up a game. And mm. you give away two penalties against Crystal Palace. It's just sloppy. But, you know, you know, Xhaka had a banger. Um, I believe also... was I think Lacazette scored in that game. It was in incredible form. Let me also tell you this: we're yeah, we're mean, we're in this run of form with Mustafi and Holding as our center backs. I think there's something to be said about that. I mean, I've been there. I've been there, bud. I remember when Jones and Rajo won seven straight games together, and it does end. Oh, I'll I know it will. That. But yeah, but there's something to be said. Lacazette finally looking like the player that yeah. he bought. He that he's top class, yeah. and he looks. He looks like a different person compared to last year. That dude just walked around yeah. sad. He just looked like a sad yeah. player on the field. And you know that goal against Liverpool, the patience—it's it's an it's absolute a, it, class in the finish. Striker in form. That's what that goal was. It was a striker in form. Mm-hmm. Ozil can keep those butthole eyes open long <laughs> enough to pick out the right passes. Um, he's performing at the bare minimum of what is required from him. So uh, I'll have to give you props. On yeah, that. I'm not. I'm not going to respond well to this. You know, <laughs> I, w- I did. I, I wanted to talk to you about this. I think. I think sure. Pogba and Ozil suffer from the same. Um, the Berbatov. Curse. I don't know if it's the Berbatov. What, what's the Berbatov curse? Being 
the languid, lackadaisical, just uh, body language. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that because I don't think Ozil has a wide open pass with no pressure on him and just bombs it out of bounds by 20 yards. I don't think I've ever seen him do that. But he does disappear in some games. At least that's the critique. Pogba has that same critique. And it's because yeah. of the ceiling. You know, It's because of how good they can be, their moments of brilliance, that if they're not always measured up against that, it's... It's 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 like, you know, they're they're going to be critiqued. And to me, it's not impossible to take Mesodozo out of the game. I think Arsenal needs to learn to lean on other players in their buildup more. I think Xhaka and Torreira are getting a little bit more kind of, you know, you know, relying on themselves to do that. Lacazette is. I mean, Awobi should be starting. That's another guy who's in incredible form. It's it's. <laughs> It blows. Yeah, I love getting yeah. that text. <laughs> Waking up to words you never yeah, thought. Yeah, it's I, night and day. Him under Emery. Um, he, looked, he looked good. I, I, I didn't. I could not believe what you were saying. So I went down and watched the tape. And yeah, it's. Good. I mean, he. Yeah, he's in form. He's still like you know not. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to tip you over the top but you know you need other people to especially against those I don't want to call them the lower tier sides but that's been Arsenal's struggle is we're not that great in defense we throw numbers forward we can't break down a compact back line because you take Mesut Ozil's best in space and so in that compact area mm-hmm. it's a little bit tougher for him to, to pull off what he's great at I think that's why he shines in you know some of those the, those like Leicester we run with you know, Liverpool we run with you know there's I mean, not this past game, but you know, last last year the Christmas game against Liverpool, you know, that was one of Ozil's best games. Like when the game is flowing, you know, Ozil's probably going to be the best player on the field. When it's not, he can disappear. And so I think the Arsenal needs to be more resourceful. And I still don't think that they have that identity, like you know, a City has, where there's probably you know seven eight guys who you have to account for when you're going to play compact against City. Arsenal, they're just going to hope you make a mistake, maybe rip some shots. Set, you know, it's not. I don't know what their identity is there, and that's my that's my struggle because the 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 class well, is there. From an outsider perspective, it looks like that passing build up play, that identity under Wenger, has still stayed intact. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, their best game of the season, in my view, against Fulham? That was very much on display. Yeah. I don't think it was. I don't think it was like a capitalize on mistakes counterattack. I think it was a expressive build up play, yeah. which you would call it. I always saw Arsenal under Wenger as like the poor man's right. Barcelona. Yeah, it was it was playing that tiki taka game to with a with Matthew Flamini because they would pass it around the six yard <laughs> box and bomb it over yeah, the crossbar. Nearly tucked one into his own goal in the opening opening day this year, but uh, yeah, it, it's. I, yeah, I shouldn't say it because they are they are getting some goals from build up. Um, you know, Leno is getting. I mean, Czech was hurt, but um, yeah. I mean, that's that's the other thing they're doing this with a hurt hurt. They're, or they're doing this. They're doing this with a decent amount of people not being healthy. Uh, Socrates hasn't played in you know five or six games. Uh, Kosioni hasn't played all year. Um, Montreal has been out most of the year. Klizniak's out most of the year. Maitland Niles out most of the year. And I know these names aren't like you know bringing down the house, but uh, I think that if you're able to, like, what what is 
They would replace they would replace people in your starting right. lineup, presumably. Well, certainly, so. I mean, it's all three of our left backs, so there wouldn't be Granite Xhaka. And I'd love to get, um, you know, Scroke Dan, Rogue Warrior, Mustafi on the bench because I can't stand that man in the box. <laughs> like the the, I think he's directly responsible for both goals we gave up against Crystal Palace. Frankly. You know, he, he should have taken a professional foul on the one that Jaka got the penalty on, and he just went to ground for no reason and gave a penalty on the first one. I could, I mean, we could have a whole special podcast about how I feel about Mustafi, and maybe oh, we will. Good. This is when you, yeah, when we're you half free. we're half an hour in. I don't think now's the time. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, I, I I I love Kosioni. I hope he can come back. It's just I just I don't mind. I guess I'm kind of conditioning myself against the fact that he's not going to be the same after the Achilles injuries, um, but he's being worked back into full training. Socrates is being evaluated ahead of the uh, the sporting game. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is an upgrade of the back line. Even though I love how Holding's been playing, th- that's a significant upgrade. Uh, yeah, I I I don't think you break up a, a back pair um, until they start messing up. But uh, yeah. I think you want fit. Pl- really. I, I mean, I, I get Socrates back in there as soon as possible. Hmm. For if it's okay. me for Mustafi, because that's how that's how good I think Holding's been. Well, I feel like it's a win-win if you know you show that vote of confidence in a back line. Maybe they keep performing for you. You look mm-hmm. like a genius. If they slip up, you get your preferred team back in there. But maybe that's not even worth risking the one slip. Yeah. Up. I don't know. Well, so let's let's talk about that philosophical. Uh, debate. Let's talk about. So the rest of the November looks a little light. Sporting Wolves, Burnmouth, Vorskla in the Europa League. So then, yeah, Circle that one. Then it gets a little interesting because in the month of December, um, Tottenham in the league and United in the league with two days in between. Love it. We get right. the scraps. Um, hopefully, you guys have a weekend game as well. And then in the middle of the month, Tottenham in. I believe the Carabao Cup, and then Liverpool to end the month. So at Anfield. So there's there's your you know Liverpool was the litmus test. This is your real test. How do you like where, where is Arsenal going to be in January? I think that's where we're going to know. Yeah. Like will will the real Arsenal please stand up? And you know come January first, I think we're going to know a whole lot whole lot about who they truly are. Um, well, the real Ozil yeah. opens eyes. I can tell you the answer to that one. Uh, no, I think this is a very telling discussion we're having right now because Arsenal's problem used to be, can they put away, like, the Stoke City away on a rainy night on Wednesday? You know, can they win those lower-tier games that they're expected to win? And it seemed like for years and years on end, they didn't have the mental toughness to do it now i feel like we've progressed to the true litmus test which is how do you play against yeah, top teams? you want to be a top four team you need and to that's them. the discussion you want to be having yeah because you've you've put away those teams minus yeah. palace um and but, i can't i can't really you know. speak highly enough about um Torreira. he is a he's already a cult favorite i think what he does to kind of you know you, you don't have you don't have that's Those cold. guys are running crazy in the midfield anymore. And my boy Torreira's. That's ice what? cold to El Nene. You're just going to forget no, about No, he's winning us the Europa League. Don't you worry. He's wearing number four for a reason. Because it seems like Ramsey's, Ramsey's the out reason? the door, which yeah. Yeah, is yeah, what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I 
I do, I still, I could respect wanting to give Ganduzi the time that he's being given because there's probably a greater ROI on El Nenny, but I think. He stayed a lot longer than we thought he who? would. Ganduzi in the starting lineup. Yeah, and I guess you were right because at the time I was, I thought. Um, Torreira was going to place Jaka, but it was mm. it, it. You were right. It was it was conducive uh, and seemingly no ill effects. Um, that's the other thing, man. I think they're just like much better demeanor, attitude. It's a team that I enjoy watching. You know, they still frustrate me, but it's you know they appear to at least enjoy each other's company now, which is nice. You believe? Yeah, in the cause. yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. I I think I'm, I think I'm just trying. Like, don't get by. Like I'm not. I'm excited, but I'm trying to stop myself from being excited because I've been here before. Mm-hmm. But this is like the realer. It's real. You know, it's it's a lot realer than it's been in the past. This time's yeah. real. Yeah, I convinced myself that a three-one loss to United at home last year was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I was there. It was, it was weird to watch. I kind of had to show yeah, myself yeah. out. Well, hey, it made like a record number of saves. We were putting them under. Can't wait for the fifth. Yeah, yeah, under lots of pressure. Um, yeah. Moving on, do we have anything we want to say about Liverpool? I mean, we kind of touched on the fact that we're both un- – we're, we're not saying it on yeah. record, off the record right now. We're saying that they're kind of firmly in that second place as far as title believers. Um, and I don't think it's a knock no. to them so much as City's just an absolute joke. Yeah, I mean, they're I – mean, And what's, what's the point? two points point? off the pace, Keep same as yeah. Chelsea. The only difference is one more draw. Right. That's it. <laughs> so I mean, and they're unbeaten. Uh, it's early, but the phrase—the phrase that's in their hands—goes a long way to say these teams aren't doing anything wrong. They're unbeaten for God's sakes, like you just said. So yeah, it, it's strange, right? It's just—it's—it's it's a—it's a perception it's, thing, because I don't, it, you know, Salah's not on a blistering pace. They're not. I mean, they're still smashing some teams that they should smash, but it's weird because it doesn't feel like they're in a position to be as competitive as maybe people even thought they might be last year when they weren't nearly as competitive in the table. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on them. I wouldn't sleep on Chelsea, but it's I just think there's something special about this city team. Yeah. I think I I would summarize it like this. Uh Liverpool going to Arsenal, I thought there could be a result there. And the game was up for grabs. And it turns out the game was very much up for grabs. Arsenal almost snatched it late on. Um, City going to play at Spurs. There was never a doubt in my mind that City was going to win that game. And they should have won it by more. Um, And then you look at the game between the two of them itself. Uh, City playing Liverpool. Mahrez got that penalty that was going to win them that game. That's true. The scoreline was deceiving there again, but I feel like they were the better team of that game. So, it, we just haven't been proven otherwise. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I guess it's still open. You know, Liverpool might be headed for an early exit in the Champions League. That could spin things around for them in the Prem. But mm-hmm. um, they're in a very interesting group. Very interesting group. I would like to see either Liverpool or PSG. Actually, preferable. Feels weird to say it, but I'd rather see PSG miss it because I feel like that's just chaos waiting to happen. Like everyone expects them to make it, like not make it out of the, the quarters. But oh man, if they didn't even make the the the, the round of sixteen, we're gonna need to put a shock collar on each time we bring up uh, the Champions League. I could go on forever. I won't sing it like Ronaldo does. <laughs> I don't even think he knows the Portuguese national anthem, but he knows the whole Champions League song. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, top five feelings in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, king of the Champions League. Just How are you looking at that glass? Yeah, I got you a little awesome. Champions League glass from oh, the Heineken yeah, Museum. Um, I've only got to say I've only drank water out of it so far, which just feels like a slap yeah. in the face. So I'm sorry I brought it up <laughs> on air. But uh, overall, I'd say 9 out of 10. It, it goes down pretty smoothly. It's got a nice um, shape to the glass. Um, my friends brought it up. They said it kind of made the place feel nice. classier. So Beautiful. Yeah, great gift. Thanks for calling out your own gift. Yeah, yeah. Did you get me anything from when you went to Spain? Uh, check your mailbox. All right, we'll do. Haven't done that in months. Uh, but yeah, I I think we've covered <laughs> all of the top six and really just the top two in our hearts and bottom two in the table. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, quick word on Chelsea. I was thinking this um, watching the the recap from the weekend. Is Morata good? Ooh. Um, not even, not even like world class quality. Is he a good player? It seems like, I, yes, but he is dumb. And every time that he has time to think, he's gonna, he's gonna blow it. Which is why he's so good with his, with with his head because you just, you just got to do it. Give him a breakaway, that thing's going in the upper deck. But he's not good with his head. But he's good yeah. with his head. Yeah, he just can't think. See what, see, yeah, see, yeah, see yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Head, head, head. He's, he's, yeah. he's. I mean, towards the top in in goal scored. I think he's got four in his last four, something like that. So, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's good. He's good. I, I, I just people seem to really trash yeah. on him, which makes me also. Yeah, trash that's on that's him. true. Uh, he's, yeah, he's not not really given much in the uh, in the way of a benefit of the doubt. How many respects are you giving him? I'm giving him. I'm giving him of one to three Mourinho's. I'm giving him an. Uh, I'm giving him one no respect. Ooh. Okay. So that's the picture of Mourinho with the stanky face yeah. and the the ear. Oh no out. no no. That's three no respects. That's the other end of the no respect. Oh damn. Is there a, is there more of a no respect? Oh no. I guess that is ultimate no yeah. respect. Um, we we need to come up with images for each of the six point sliding scale, which still doesn't really make that much sense to me. Well, you know, to each their own. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, on a note of someone who is good and coming good, and something that makes me really happy to see is Ross Barkley, who has just continued to grow. Um, he seemed like one of those guys. He seemed to me like another Danny Drinkwater who is now, does he still play at Chelsea? I don't think anyone can convincibly tell me that he does or doesn't because he's kind of faded away. And it was a strange purchase at Mm -hmm. the time. And admittedly to me, when Barkley joined Chelsea, it's like you're not getting games at your former club, so you move to a better club. It seems strange. Um, But he's held his place down. I, I forget who he's fighting out of the starting lineup uh, um i know Co- hazard has had a couple battles this with was um actually a, a teaser for later but this will be a teaser for a later segment uh he's fighting with um kovacic mateo kovacic who they got oh, from yeah, i believe yeah. on loan from madrid Real, there's also there's also what's his name jorginho um i mean conte's place is conte. solid fabric fabricas is, is yeah. i mean he's on the yeah. outs i don't think you know no, yeah, he's definitely sort of. But yeah, I mean, I don't know where. I guess kind of Loftus Cheek is more. He, he he's more of a winger, but they they kind of put him in mm-hmm. wherever 
they want. I think they just like it in a minute, so they just throw them mm-hmm. in whenever they want to. Well, but yeah, it is. It is. Uh, he is beating out Kovacic, and you know, you buy someone from Madrid, you expect that person to start. You know, they did that. They did that last right. year with um, with Mister Mister Morata, the man of the hour. Um, but yeah, I, that that is that is. He's somebody that I've got. I've 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 always kind of thought was a little bit special, and wondered if it was ever going to click. So it's nice to see that click. Um, not like a Wobie who I never, you know, I was like, eh, I don't really think you're that special. And then, mm-hmm. holy shit, it clicked. That's a different story. Well, as an England fan, I can't wait for him to miss a penalty in the World Cup. It'll be it'll be, it'll be a glorious moment. It. Yeah, I mean that's national pastime. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I think there is something to be said uh, that without Hazard, who seems, you know, he was coming back from injury, and rightfully so, I don't think they wanted to um, rush him back because he's so important. But without him, they racked up 4-0 away to Burnley, who looked like trash this season. I don't want to toot my own horn. We can do that Mm -hmm. segment later, but called it. And Chelsea uh, beat Palace 3-1. So they've netted seven goals without Hazard in the past two games. They're firmly my third team this season i don't think they're as good as liverpool or city but hell of a third yeah. team undefeated they're 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 a team to me that i don't think is going to make a ton of mistakes they're going to they're not going to you know i think um i think liverpool at times arsenal united's proven this um and tottenham they'll they'll open the door for you to beat them um i think liverpool's firepower counterbalances that that weakness of theirs um but I don't think Chelsea really gives you that opportunity all that much. Like, you have to break Chelsea down. And there's ways to do it, but they don't make too many crucial mistakes, which sets you up for decent success with the talent they have. There's a team like City who makes, like, one mistake every four games. Yeah, Ryan, you just hope right. to be there. <laughs> yeah, ho- hope they haven't already buried five on you. Yeah, Absolutely. Constellation and goals and the, the one thing I would say about Chelsea too is they're in the Europa League this year. Um, might be able, might be a little easier for them to budget their efforts towards, you know, fielding a a top side. Like if, if they've already secured a Champions League place, or if they're you know, mm-hmm. if if they're able to basically secure that top three before the Europa quarters, before they're going to really have to start making that decision. Do we play our first team midweek? That might move the needle a little bit if they're going to try and run down City and Liverpool. Yeah. No, fair point. Real champions play on Thursday. Yes, yeah, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you want to say about Spurs? I heard their stadium's still way behind schedule, so... And they're... <laughs> they don't really have the bankroll to deal with that it. That stadium is a disgrace. Yeah, they should be Arson, ashamed of themselves. And the fact that they... Um, they went on like a year-to-year lease with Wembley instead of like figuring out their plans. Oh, I'm just classic, classic America showing up to the UK and tearing up a field and being like, "Thanks for the F shack and leaving." <laughs> yeah, here's yeah. twenty bucks. Love it, love it. Uh, but it's yeah, just another reason Arsenal's better than Spurs. You know, we got. We got a manager who can see it through. Also, what a loser mentality they got over there. Ponchettino saying this is the worst he's ever felt, despite it being the best Tottenham record in his career. God, just a bunch of losers over there at Shit Heart Lane. They're not anymore, but they are they staying in the same place? Do not worry me for one yeah. instant. What are they? Um, 
Oh, I forget what the pundit was, and I'm. I wish I could, you know, give him a medal, and I'm forgetting his name. Was it Lee? No, it wasn't Lee. Lee. But um, somebody was ranting about, um, you know, is this as good as it gets for Spurs? Like, I think they've reached the peak. It's like I think they've reached the peak of their success. And whoever the guy is talking to goes, "What success?" And that just, <laughs> oh, I did cartwheels. <laughs> did cartwheels through my apartment. Oh. God, yeah. I mean, that must be daggers to be a Spurs yeah. fan, but it really speaks volumes that people give them credit for what being in the conversation of a top team. You know, until they win something, it's they're just gonna keep getting you know. You see those? On and you see those so. memes of their like um, trophy cabinet, which is like almost beat Juventus three one away at Madrid. <laughs> it's like these little <laughs> baby moments. <laughs> It's like those little participation yeah, trophies. Yeah. And it's fun because they're actually a decent side and they can't just go over that hump. Like if they were it yeah. like I I I mean I'd still have fun shitting on them, but I think the the thing that really really twists the knife if I'm a Tottenham fan is like are they that much worse than Chelsea on paper? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And I think it's something everyone can relate to at some point in their life being good but not being good enough. Like you're the second best in your class at something, or you're like smart, but your sibling's smarter yeah, than you. Yeah, it's it, it, not like just that. that. It's like you're not good enough. You have no room for improvement, and you go and like, hey, do we have any resources to spend? No, we're blowing it on the stadium. You get no transfers this summer. We're content with fourth place. Double down, <laughs> and I love it. I love it, and I hope uh, they. I hope they slip out of the Champions League. I think they will. I don't think they're going to finish top four this year. Um, is that trouble for Pochettino? You would think so, right? But they seem to have locked him in. It's it's weird. It's like I it frustrates me that they get rewarded for mediocrity. Here's the thing, though: is it really medi? Is it is, is it really mediocrity? Is it really mediocrity for a club that has an empty trophy cabinet to be consistently in the top five of the league to have locked up Harry Kane, locked up um, Han Ming Song, locked up. Uh, you know, Deli Alley, uh, locked up Lloris. They have their core. If they are willing, I mean, I really think that they're just, they're trying to lock everything in place, survive their stadium, and then spend. That's what I think. But I think that they're missing their window. I think the stadium came at the worst possible time for them, or at least having a strict budget did. This is the time for you yeah. to go out and get, I don't know, a midfielder whose name I can remember. You know, something along, like, like, like somebody, uh, you know, Christian yeah, Eriksen. Yeah, not, I mean, I, I mean, like kind of, like he's more of an attacker, to, like a Dembele. Yeah, I mean, I go at, go after someone like um, Mirlo Pandic or um, Ryan Nyangolan. You know, th- those uh, Arturo Vidal was after. Like all these guys were mm-hmm. solid, solid midfielders on their way out. They're they're out there. Like where were they on mm-hmm. Kova Kovacic? Where were they? On, I mean, they, they're they just not like who, who, the who outside of like we, we talked about this earlier. They're at their peak. They're not. They need an influx of talent. Well, I think people do seem to forget that they had Gareth Bale and were once upon a time in the Champions League, and I believe made it to the knockout round. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's. It seems a bit more of a plateau than people are willing to accept. And I might be out there on my own, but it, it's not like this team 
was shit up until this new wave. I think, you know, maybe they fluctuated sixth, seventh versus fourth, fifth. Um, no, you're you're right. I mean, I I think that, that that I would argue that they've always been shit and they always will be shit, but they're 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 not going to fall off. You know, they're going to be there. What I wonder is, are they going to need to sell Kane? Are they going to need to sell Erickson? Are they going to need to kind of right. reboot? Because people like Harry Kane don't come around. Erickson's don't come around. You, I mean, you got to do what you can to capitalize on their prime. It's yeah. Victor Wanyamas don't come around. Who else is going to tweet? Had spaghetti for dinner. <laughs> was good. That man is a tank. That man is a tank. Uh, speaking of FIFA franchises, max out on strength. That boy wins everything. Uh, yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't I don't see it getting much better for them in the near term. Mm. Yeah. Well, we said we weren't going to talk about Spurs. And guys with no restraint. Just yeah. we went there. Well, Good yeah. Journalism. Now, well, now the uh, the one Spurs fan who listens can can uh, can say can't say that we didn't talk about him. Hope he enjoyed that. We need to get it. We need to get a Spurs fan. Yeah. We'll just mute him. I just want to have mute power so I can just mute him middle of his sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's say this. If you're listening, you have to know either Pat or myself. I would be dumbfounded if a stranger listens to this. So if you're a Spurs fan, text either Pat or myself, and we will 100% get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, To To be frank, I feel like anyone can get on the show. If you want to be on the show, text us. But specifically, if yeah, you're specific, and also I think what is uh, another good thing we should do, and we're going to do it, is when there's big top six matchups. You know, obviously we're going to have a fun one with uh, with Arsenal and United. You know, we're going to have some guests for that one. But you know, if there's a you know Liverpool fan out there, I'd love to get them on so you and him could I can moderate mm-hmm. a debate or you know mm-hmm. things like that. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, if you're a City fan, you can you can you can fuck right off. You plastic, but uh, the, the 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 rest of you are welcome on here because we will will accept those views. Well, not accept them, but we'll embrace yeah. we'll, well embrace the debate. Well, in honor of one of our favorite listeners, um, I want to push this thing along to our next seg- segment, and uh, it's a loving segment since a drunken bar debate that consisted of yes or no questions, and it was very forcefully put. <laughs> that everything needed to be answered with a yes or no. Um, the way to kick it off on this week's installment, uh, Sturridge, goal of the season, yes or no? No. Yes. So far. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to go further than this, or does it have to be one word? No. No. All right, so that was a yes or no, and <laughs> all right, go on. Do you really think there's been a better goal this season so far? I mean, I don't. If you say Lacazette, I'm gonna. No, no, I'm saying the um, the Arsenal team goal against Leicester, the Bamiyan goal. Oh fuck! No, I look. There's there's bangers out there, but you know, all you gotta do is. All you gotta do is just connect clean. Everyone in the, everybody in the Premier League can have a good hit. That's just a fact. Everyone in the Premier League can do it. Mm. Every single one can do it. So are you, so you are on the record. You're a team I goal am. guy and not a a banger. Look, I love a banger, but the team goal, like there's there's something magic about that. There really is. When you get you know three four players involved, you know the one touch passing, just the 
the defenders are looking around like you know like what what the hell's going on like not able to keep up with the rate of thinking i mean th- that stuff just really jacks me up and i mean th- th- don't get me wrong the sturge goal is incredible and you know i mean I'm, there's a little tongue in cheek saying that goal is the best but you know, that's my favorite goal of the season i'll tell you that i think it would be my favorite goal of the season if it wasn't an arsenal fan yeah well i hate to say that was really well put because i feel like <laughs> You've, I was about to come at you, but you've actively changed my mind. Um, and it makes me think about my favorite goal ever, and it was <clears throat> against Arsenal. Um, I don't know if you remember as far back as 2009 when you started watching soccer. But um, it was the Champions League semifinal. You guys actually came close to going back to a final um, in, this, in the same decade. So congrats yeah, on that. Yeah. But you, you lost to United. And in the away leg where I think we trounced you um, – there was a really great counterattacking goal, and I, I think I have to agree um, in the sentiment that those counterattacking goals or those quick build-up play where everyone's on the same page and the opposition has no idea what's going on, um, those might be the best. Yeah, and I told you my, my favorite goal of the World Cup was um, Belgium's third against Japan, where in you know ten seconds, uh, Courtois distributes to De Bruyne out wide. You know, Lukaku making that run to draw the d- Japanese defenders away with the, you know, the mm-hmm. dummy. And then uh, I think it was Chaldi that finished it. You know, that was that was my favorite goal of the World Cup, even though this World Cup was just nothing but bang. Like, the, the, the goals in this past World Cup were, were phenomenal. In terms of just pure goals, this might be the best World Cup I've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, that's that's um, that's my take on, on goal of the season. We'll keep an eye on it, and we should do a, um, a proper countdown. Um you know when when the time is right we do need to get better at our our social game i know you said you want to make some memes out there but i think we can get some uh some reposts of the prem we could do a, a james and a, a james and uh patrick goal of the week so to speak um i think that that would be that'll be fun and we could really dive into um you know not just those those goals of the season or goals you know, maybe kind of have a little bit more of a online engaging debate with the, with the fans. You know, we could kind of have our incumbent goal versus our, um, you know, our incumbent goal versus our new goal of the week, you know, whatever our best one is. And then, you know, we got ourselves, we got ourselves a new one. Um, so yeah, I think you're, uh, having some technical difficulties on James's end. So I, I'm just going to talk to you guys a little bit. Um, might cut this out. Might not. We'll see how well it goes. Um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about... What am I going to talk to you about? I'm going to talk to you about the effects of the transfer market this summer. And who I think did well and who didn't. Because I know we have some other uh, segments here that are going to be good. But I want to kind of save that juice for when we get James back. Um, And we'll just do a quick little recap of the top six. We touched on it. Spurs bought nobody. Doing pretty well, actually, for a team that didn't buy anybody, but they should have bought anybody, so it'll be at the top. Um, Then, you know, we touched a little bit on Chelsea with Kovacic, and they got him on loan, I believe, from Madrid. They sent out Courtois, kept Hazard, 
Gautam Kepa, I believe his name is, really no noticeable drop-off. I would actually say the biggest gain for Chelsea was sorry. And obviously the improvement over Conte, at least in terms of, well, certainly in results, but at least also in terms of, um, you know, team camaraderie and, you know, God, what it would, would, what have you, I guess the, um, you know, just, just kind of the vibe of Chelsea is a little bit stronger. Conte is suing Chelsea this year. So, or not this year, just, I, I saw that news today. Um, so that should play itself interesting, but, um, you know, I think that that was a, that was a pretty big, uh, pretty good window for them. Um, Let's see, United. I'd actually want James to touch on how Mr. Fred has done. Um, I would say it was relatively unknown. James, you back with us. I can hear you. Where am I? Yeah. Man, you missed a rant. I knew you'd be coming back. I started talking about the effects of the transfer window and how they've played out so far. I thought it was the only thing I could ramble on without spoiling a segment. I hope I still got gotcha. you. Uh, I can't hear you. Oh. Well, I can hear you. Let me, uh, I got an idea here. We're, we're working live. Um, you should be able to hear me now. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I do. so I can hear you. That's what we call working on our feet. Because I can hear Mr. James in our podcast machine. He can hear me in our video chat. We should be good to roll. What on earth were you just talking so, about? So you're going to have fun listening to this one back. I realized that I lost you, and I talked about kind of what we should do for, like, goals of the season, and I was trying to stall for as long as I could to get you back. Wow. But I realized – That was like five Oh, no, minutes. no, no. So I realized I couldn't make it the full five. And now I think it's worth leaving in just so you can listen to. Um, then I just was like, I don't want to ruin our other segments or kind of give my takes and then have to do them again cause, so you can get them. So I just started talking about the uh, my thoughts on – I guess the November results of the transfer window. And I got through Tottenham, Chelsea, and started talking about United. And we could just leave it at that. Uh, I don't think we need to go in any further, but I got a good thing to pick up yeah. the next time you cut out. All right. Yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> and then, because uh, I can't guarantee I'm going to stay online. I don't know what's going on with my headphones. Well, I, um, yeah. Surely we can cut all this. Oh, we're leaving it. We're leaving it. Makes for much. <laughs> Can you chop it much up? Much simpler edit. Whoop. All right. Well, uh, where do you want to go? I've, I'm ready for. A I've new got segment. a couple segments. Yeah, I'm ready for a new segment. All right. I'll do one. You do one, and then I'll do another yeah. one. All right. Well, back by popular demand between the two of us, because <laughs> we don't we don't interact with the community at all. <laughs> We don't have any social media. <laughs> I did mention we need to get better but, at that during my little tirade. So, yeah, no, we're very. Oh, you yeah, did. Yeah, so the people are expecting that. All now. right, shit. Do you think we get an unpaid intern? Hit us up. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, here's one that you might remember. It's called Whose Man's, where basically you need to pick between uh, a few managers who I name and and try and guess who said what. These okay. are some pretty oddball quotes and it just so happens that once again the pick of the the pick of the crop were between Wenger and Mourinho so those <laughs> those are the two you're going to go up against again but this week I'm adding a new feature it's called a Jurgen bomb where I've got a clop I've got a clop quote in there and if you pick which uh quote is is the Jurgen bomb I'll Venmo you a dollar how um how many quotes am I going with 
Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, three Wengers, three Mourinho's, and one Jurgen Bomb. Okay, and I'll to 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 make this fun. I'll um, if I don't get at least half right, if I don't get four right, I'll Venmo you a dollar. All right, I could use that. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to put a lot of pressure on it, but you know, money's been tight. So. Okay, God, I want that dollar. All right, here's the first one. Who's man's? Here we go. A football team is like a beautiful woman. When you don't tell her, she forgets she is beautiful. <laughs> um, it's very misogynistic. <laughs> football. God, quote. you know what? I. Mm, I gotta go, Mourinho. Uh, you're not very hot out the gates <sighs> because that is Wenger. God. That's that's your man. I, it very. I mean, I don't blame you because that could have been either. My head of them. was my head was telling me Wanger, but my heart was saying no. He's the class act. But God, did he say some shit that wasn't classy? So, <laughs> no, he was the one who, if you remember last time, he had the everyone thinks they have the prettiest wife at home. Was <laughs> <laughs> also his. How do you have these dated? I'd love to know how quickly he was. I, I, I'd love to get some uh, some you know like late nineties quotes from him when he's still learning English. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, we can go yeah. back. It, it was a different yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, For sure. All right. Well, um, that's not great. All right, moving on. Here we well, go. Process of elimination. Number two. I might be able to figure some of these out. Yeah, you could figure them out. Look, I'm a coach, not Harry Potter. Harry Potter is magic, and in reality, there is no magic. <sighs> I, I mean, I'm going Mourinho again. That yep. feels right. All right. You're on yeah. the board. You're on the board. That is Mourinho. Um, I... Sometimes I get the context for these. Other times I don't. I think this was just an isolated quote. I was like, <laughs> he's just really stating the obvious on this one. It might have been like an English learning barrier, but yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. On to number three. Short and sweet. If that's not bullshit, I'll eat a broomstick. <laughs> I will eat a broomstick. That is um, that is Mourinho because I think that um, Brooms going back to his Harry Potter quote. I'm going to try and tie those two together. That's too similar of a reference. I'll tell you what, that was the Jurgen no. bomb. No. If you could replace that with a sound effect after, that'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was the bomb. Uh, I guess you're you're not sending so. me a dollar, and I got to get I got to go on a run. Yeah, you got to do some some charity. Right. Collect a dollar. All right. Well, let's keep going though. Yeah, yeah. Feel like we're both enjoying this. All right. Next one. This is number four out of seven. Uh, actually, it looks like I got eight. All right. Pat myself on the back. No matter how much money you earn, you can only eat three meals a day and sleep in one bed. I'm going. I'm going with Wanger because. He was, you know, he kind of brought health and fitness and diet to the Premier League. So I think that uh, he would reference he would reference meals and sleep. That was, I mean, you you explained your answer too. <laughs> Classic high school English. Show your show your. I'm thinking. trying to show my awesome. show my thinking because when I'm way off, I would like yeah. to have like a little crutch. Yeah, the opposite of ruin your credentials. Yeah. Well done, All Patrick right. Crowley. That was that was uh, Arson Wenger, our guy. All right, well, this next one, I mean, it's not the hardest one. 
God must think I'm a really great guy. <laughs> that's that's got to be the special one. Yeah, I mean, it most certainly is. And when I'm reading these, I find these on like brainyquote.com and stuff. So like a lot of them are coming, <laughs> a lot of them are coming out of context. But I'm like, are these post-match conferences? How do they get derailed that far? Um, so yeah, that was a special one. We got two left. For me, pressure is bird flu. I'm feeling a lot of pressure with a problem in Scotland. It's not fun, and I'm scared of it more than I am of football. Good Lord. Uh... <laughs> the pressure is bird flu. I'm going Wanger because he kind of looks like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> that was not good show you're thinking. Um that one was Mourinho as well. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. Uh, I couldn't have been a rock star, although I do sing Country Roads very loudly on the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that that's Mr. Mourinho, isn't it? It was another Jurgen bomb <laughs> I put two in there. <laughs> I should have known. So you got to be over twice because you threw a. I think you threw a Louis Van Hall at me the last time we did this, and I think now I'll know the last yeah. one is always a bomb. You got ex- <laughs> to expect that I'm fucking with you when we do the third version of this. But um, I do want to take a second to pick this apart. Although I do sing Country Roads very loudly on the PlayStation. Is he talking about Rock Band? <laughs> I mean, I hope that. I mean, I I have this vision of him just getting on, you know, X or PlayStation Live, the Xbox Live equivalent or whatever it is, and just you know going to war in FIFA, just being one of those annoying dudes that just sings into the mic the whole game. <laughs> is he calling a karaoke machine a PlayStation? That's my other thought. I mean, I guess when you got that clop money, then everything's fair game. It can be whatever you yeah, want it to yeah, be. Yeah, he's got a PlayStation for video games, yeah. for TV, for for singing country roads. <laughs> Oh, that was good. <laughs> All right, that was uh, that was this week's installment of Who's Man's. We'll keep that coming. Yeah, I like that um, until I run out of quotes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have one you want to talk about? A little segment. Yeah, a little little seg. Okay, so I've been playing around with the um, the name of this one. Um, gonna go with the one that I feel is a little more creative. It's called um, mm-hmm. Kiki. Do you start me? And what we're going through here is questionable positions and players, lineups, whatever. Not questionable, but who do you put in your first team? Um, And I'm just going to kind of go through. I got one um, for each of the top six. And nothing, not going to venue you anything. Um, But, yeah, we're going to go ahead and see see who you would start. And we're going to go – We're going to go in order here and go with City. And there's a lot of ways. We talked about this a little bit. Um, There are a lot of ways we could go with this. Um, Looks like I might have lost James. You still good? Okay, we're still good. Um, But I am choosing. I am here. And I am ready. Um, I am choosing. Mares or Sane? James, who you start? And okay, do we want to like get into it or to just like leave it at that? Um, I mean, we. I, I, was, think, I was thinking we can have a little because I got my opinion. I've got my opinion on all of these, and so I just kind of want right. to see 
Mara Sane. I think Sane is going to be one of the best players in the world. Uh, he's my guy. Yeah, that was kind of a toss-up for you. Um, do you agree? I I do think that Sane's ceiling is very, very high. I think that City doesn't really necessarily need to foster young talent. I think that... Um, and I, the, really the only reason I ask is it seems like Pep thinks Mares in a lot in a lot of these games. Um, but I would start Sané as well. I think uh, Pep has the luxury of knowing players will stay because he's leading one of the most influential teams of this generation. You know, if Sané was at another team and not getting playing time, he's like, all right, well, I'll go somewhere else. I think Pep, it, I guess it's a... Mm. I can see Sané going back, not back, but to Bayern. With like the right. aging wingers there, he's right. German. Just going to play in Germany, I could see that happening. Totally. Um, I think Pep sees more value in Mares right now, but I think if you asked Pep who the better investment was, oh, yeah. and I guess if you had to get rid of one of them, I think he would get rid of Mares. But I mean, you are spoiled for riches. Then. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like an unnecessary buy to buy Mares, truthfully, with. Um, you know, Silva, Sané, Sterling, Jesus, Aguero. You know, there's no, like you didn't need to do it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'd stick with Sané there. Um, and moving right along to the next one, um, the one that I was going to do was uh, Barkley or uh, Kovacic, and we talked about that a little bit. I think we both agree um, Barkley. I thought that the 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 reason I was going to do it was because the you know they just get somebody from Madrid and then. There's your good old England national holding it down. Uh, but the one I will give you is with Eden Hazard coming back into the fold into full health, Pedro Willian. Oh, that's that's a tough one. I'll, I'll give yeah. it to you. Uh, I, th- I think Willian, I think Willian edges it a little bit for me. Um, I just think he's class. I think he's really good. Not to say Pedro isn't, but um, I think Willian offers just a little bit more there. I agree. I, I entirely agree. I thought that that was going to be a. I I I, I think it's a I think it's a lot. Like I think Pedro is more of an out and out winger, but both Willian and Hazard can kind of pick the ball up wherever on the field and just make something crazy happen. You know. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I think Pedro is like a guy for a certain job, um, and then Willian can kind of be a little more creative out on the field. Yeah. Okay, great. So the um, the uh, the one for Liverpool is more of kind of a, this is this is a little bit of a different one because I'm going to ask you to pick your three midfielders because they play the four the four three three between Milner, Fabinho. And this is assuming they're all healthy because they're not right now. Milner, Fabinho, Wijnaldum, who just started against Arsenal. That was the three that just started. Then Henderson and Nabiketa. Um, I hate Henderson. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, no, just strong dislike and. The World Cup team that stole my heart over the summer helped a little bit, but I mean, just the fact that he plays for Liverpool, it's kind of the perfect storm of hatred. So I'll take Boren Milner. 
all day. I think he can just do that job and do it well. I'll take uh, Genie Wijnaldum, and I think I'll take uh, Nabi Keita. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Who am I? Who am I forgetting? Uh, Fabinho, you've left out. And for me, it's um, yeah. For me, it's uh, Keta, Milner, and Fabinho. I would sit Wijnaldum. Also, kind of interesting. Like, if Alex Oxley Chamberlain, like, what position is he playing for them? Because he kind of played in the midfield. He played for winger, at wing, a winger for Arsenal. He played wing back for Arsenal. How does he come back into the fold if and when he's healthy? That's I, an interesting one too. I, down, yeah, down the line, that's something I've even thought about. I, um, I would go as far as saying he's not going to come back and play for Liverpool. I really don't think he's got a place. He's got a there. tough road ahead, especially with Shakiri yeah. now in the mix I up mean, front. You just, you've just brought in Shakiri. You I brought mean, in Kit as well. I don't know if you're if you're shuffling that front line along. It's not a straight replacement, but Sturge is getting game time. Um, yeah. So along that front line, you've got competition. Yeah, he's 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 the seemingly the sixth man in the pecking order in that front three. Uh, and it doesn't seem like there's any room in the starting lineup. And then I guess down the line. I think I could see him leapfrogging a few people in the middle of the the middle of the field, but getting into the top three, that's a tough road. Yeah, no, I think he'll be a good punt for a, a loan next is he supposed to come back this season? Do you no, know? No, because I think he tore his ACL like late late in the in the season last year. So I, I would actually expect him yeah, it's tough. Not it, to really I mean, be in the fold until the sucks, spring. I, I do like I do like Ox as a player. Yeah, it's I mean tough. he was he was a guy I always um, liked at Arsenal. And but it might be a loan. Which I mean, also just a kickstart. We, we got forty million for him with an expiring contract, so that helped letting him go to Liverpool. But I do I've always enjoyed him both you know on and off the pitch and rooted for him. So that was that was a tough one to see. Uh, but moving on to Tottenham, um, this one I struggled with. Um, because I don't really know their best um, kind of lineup here, but what I I'm assuming that if everybody is healthy, Erickson and Hongmin Sun are the first two into that midfield three. So who do you start between Lucas Mora, Sissoko, and Lamella? Assuming Son is the other one. That's I mean I yeah I I think that it's I think yeah. the three best players they have attacking are are Kane, Erickson, and yeah. Son in that order. I think Lamella is actually I don't think he's overrated. I think he's just is he overrated? I think he's just rated as not that good, and I think he'll have a good game here and there. I think Lucas actually brings something special to the table. Um, I don't think either of them have a particularly good work rate, which is what Sissoko probably offers you. And I think people moan a bit when he gets picked, but I think that's probably what Pochettino looks for when he um, picks his other winger. Um, I love Deli Alley out. I, I would because he's hurt. So that was the other right. thing there. Yeah, fair point. Um, but I also still have what uh, Lucas did to United at the beginning of the season, pretty fresh in my mind, and I think he's a really solid player. So he would be my other guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess if if we were we're talking about what moves the needle for Tottenham, it's not Sissoko. You know, as good as he is, as reliable as he is, he's not going to move the needle for you. Um, that might be a guy that um, is a good guy to bring in to help secure a result, or maybe he's a good guy to sub in at a at a fullback 
when you're looking to get a result. You know, the, the, I think that I think he's a good, really good tool to have on your bench. Uh, but I would not start him either. I um, I agree with that. I don't like Deli Alley. Uh, I think he is overrated. I think Lamella is aptly rated and is shit. Uh, <laughs> and I, I really rate Salton. That's that might have been. I made the assumption that he I was, do too. He was the Man, best guy there, but I, I think we agree too much to be personalities on the same show. But um, I, okay. yeah, I, I think Son is just class, and then obviously Kane. Um, so, yeah, on the same page. Now there. we get to the fun part: of the top six, the moments we've all been waiting for, the Gunners, the boys, the Gunners. The I lads. could go a lot of ways with this, but I'm going to zig when they want me to zag. Checker Leno. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say, <laughs> and I wanted to ask you before you asked I'll, me. I'll, I think you've got to. You want me to answer it first? The, f- the future's now, old man. <laughs> you got to put Leno in there. Um, I think it was pretty clear that he's been studying from the school of Czech. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he wears a helmet to the next game just because it felt good. But um, you see him making a few errors and then making up for it with amazing saves, which I think summarizes Czech's career. Um, but I think Leno. If you're looking to building on something, that's your guy. And I honestly think Czech is – he might be a tiny bit better as a keeper right now, but I don't think that's worth investing in that talent of that is Leno right now, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I I agree with you because, I mean, Czech I believe is in his last year of the contract, maybe one more, but um, you don't you don't spend that kind of money on a keeper to – to not eventually make him your starter. And I I wonder I I, I want Arsenal to win something this year, whether it, I mean, even if it's a, it's a domestic cup, league cup, Premier League is an extreme long shot, but you know the 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 Europa League I think is is also a long shot but more feasible. Um and I think that um by and large Czech offers you the best shot at that. However, Leno's the future, so I start Leno as much as possible. But this is one I'm actually I'm really torn about, especially because I thought Czech has been very good this year. He's had an interesting year. Yeah. He has been good. He's had an interesting yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. Well, trying to learn how to play out from the back in his last couple of years of professional play. Yeah. But um, first time kicking a ball. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean when you see. Let's say you lean check. When you see Leno in the starting lineup, I'm, does that worry no. you? Does that scare no. you? Because I don't think it would. I don't think to any Arsenal fan it would. Ask me, a United fan, do it, like if Romero's playing an important game and not De Gea, no disrespect to Romero because I think he's a good backup keeper, but that's like that changes the complexion of the whole game. Well, yeah, yeah. The um, If you want to take the sum of attributes of your top two keepers on your roster, I think Arsenal is the best in the league, but you can only play one so you you got to make that decision I, and i and i think that it is it is a passing of the guard but how emery manages that this year i think you're going to see a lot of both of them i think you're going to see a lot of both of them in big games um but yeah it's it's leno's team uh, and i think check knows that but i mean i was excited to see him play as well as he did um now on to your your wonderful wonderful united there are god i feel like there's really no position off limits here. Uh, for no, it's really the entire <laughs> For what I could do. Um, <laughs> Throw Lukaku into the mix. You won't like what you hear. Yeah, but the the one that I have that I'm 
the most curious about is your front three. Because I couldn't decide between Sanchez or Marshall because you know, you know, Sanchez, if he's good, Marshall, if he's motivated, Rashford or, or Lingard, well, I'd like them both, maybe slot Lingard. Who are you putting? If you, you're building the team from the top to the bottom because God knows it gets ugly down there before De Gea, who in your task to put the best three up front you can? Is that assuming that one is a striker and two are wingers? Because that's not even the case. Like, I was watching the game today, and it was like a metronome of just everyone shuffling back and forth, and Sanchez decided to run after a certain ball, and Lingard filled in the gap. It is a shit show. And I think, um, granted, when Lukaku plays, it's pretty established that he plays through the middle, and the other two stay relatively out wide. But... um, the 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 the, um, the purpose, if I may remind you of, of Kiki, will you start me? Is what would you do? Jose's not there anymore. James Burton's sitting sitting in the dugout. Who you trotting out? Well, goddamn. I <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is pretty damning, but I would play Rashford, Martial, and Sanchez. Wow. Yeah, I think Rashford's a striker, and I think he needs to be a striker. Would you? Are you? Is that a? You know, are you are you? What, what, what's what's Lukaku? Does, I mean, you know, record fee almost. You know, for is he is he on his way out? If you're if you're in control. Yeah, I. I don't know. I. I think everyone was wanting him to take this next step into being a top player and I think he has a place on a title winning team as far as depth you know like Aguero uh, you've, in City you've got Aguero and Jesus so theoretically you need two really good strikers and I think Lukaku can be a striker mm-hmm. I don't think he's the talisman of the team I want him to pro- I want him to prove me wrong of course. but if I'm you know if we're if we're waxing poetic about what we would do in a dream world Rashford's going to be a striker I'd be gutted if he left United so he needs to start being a striker at United and he'll play down the middle Martial I think there are things you would want him to improve on as well but you can see the quality there and I think Sanchez is too again I think he has too much quality to leave out I'll tell you what I'm doing in FIFA which I think is actually working for me I'm playing Sanchez as a um, center attacking mid, and I do actually have Lukaku as a striker and Martial on the left and um, Rashford on the right and just, like, go at them Mm -hmm. with four players, and it works. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, if I'm thinking real world, it would be... It would be that front three that I just... If you're also plugging in Pogba into a holding midfielder role, you're leaving yourself exposed in the real world because that man's going rogue. (laughs) And God knows where your fullbacks are. Um, That is interesting. That is interesting. um, I'm with you on Rashford that um, he's... He's too big of a talent for you to not have a... um, have a, a like a le- legitimized effort to put him in the starting lineup. You know he's, and, and if if I'd start Marshall, I would leave Sanchez on the bench. 
Um, that might be a little bit of Arsenal. But there's no there's no leaving Sanchez on the bench. It's he's not he plays for United or he doesn't. You know. Yeah, I guess that's 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 fair. But you know, I my the, what I would have said was um, Marshall Lukaku Rashford. Mm. I, I think I think Rashford is dangerous on the wings. I do too, but I don't want him to end up there. Yeah. I don't think that's what he's destined to be in a sense. I think he'll he'll fill that gap cuz he wants to play and that's where he's told right. to play. Um yeah, 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 I mean it's tough. I don't I don't feel good about leaving Lukaku out, but I just I think about where the team's headed. I guess in a way it's a good problem to have all that talent, but I don't <sighs> I also don't think it's being managed well, which is kind of the, No, it's not being managed as well at all right. because you think about where I I think Lingard is a good utility player and, and that's kind of it. And I think he'll run and he'll work hard. Um a poor man's well back. I don't I I don't I don't think Lingard's ceiling is the same in the same breath as Marshall and Rashford. I agree I would agree I with think that. People would agree I'd agree with, with that. that. Yeah. I, I think he's gonna be he's good enough to play for United and that is an accomplishment. Um I I just don't think he's gonna go to like superstar world-class levels which we hope for the other two um and then you've also got Mata in the conversation who's an absolute class act and you know he's kind of proven it on occasions where he's really bailed us out against Newcastle and then today against Juventus so it is tough and um I don't know your guess is still as good as mine is what system we play and how we play because those players like to roam any, I guess we're kind of. I mean, this is the last one, so we're, feel free. We're, I, I feel comfortable kind of going off topic. But any world you play two up top, I know that the whole kind of soccer world has gone away from that. But the partnership, yeah. Um, I don't because I think that's reverting back to an ancient sort of system of playing. Leicester won the league with with a four four two. Never forget. Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Um, I don't know. I just, I just don't think that's how people play anymore. Yeah. No, no, no I'd agree with that. Because, but. well, let me actually come up with a logical, tactical point of view other than just people don't play that way anymore. Uh, a four-four-two insinuates you have two. I, I don't know if you'd call them wingers, but they're more left mid and right mid who do a defensive job. Right. And one would need to be Lingard, who I don't think is really a winger. He's like, I don't know what he is. He's a utility player. You know, he floats. He's a perfect 12th um, man because he can go wherever. Right. And I think there's a need for that. But I don't think he's a right midfielder or a left midfielder. Martial will not do the dirt, like will not do the dirty work as a left or right. Mata doesn't have the pace to be a left or right. Uh, Rashford doesn't belong there. He would be in the front too. So that's my argument against a, a four-four-two. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, not even yeah. just a four-four-two, but any world where maybe it's a three in the back, because God knows you got problems there. But then I think most you're, you're top heavy in your talents. So that probably wouldn't work if you're going to play mm-hmm. essentially with the two. Yeah. Then you, then you're saying you know, you you want to get six of those those guys on the field mm-hmm. rather than five. So that's yeah. fair. That's fair. I mean. We can we can table this and bring it back up. Um, I've noticed we've hit ninety minutes. Ooh. I still have two more things I want to talk to you about. Good Lord, um, your boy's getting tired. One quick one to round out United. Um, 
sorry to everyone listening who listens to us talk about exclusively United and Arsenal and yeah. then peppering in a few other things here and there. It might as well be but, called, um, like, the OK de la Prem. <laughs> <laughs> um, credit where it's due to uh, Lindelof, who, I mean, I mean, that dude has thrown my brain through a pretzel because he looks like our best defender right now. Is that a good thing? <laughs> I know it's not. I looked at the Juventus lineup. Uh, I think I texted this to you and Colin. Yeah. Uh, our back line of Young, Shaw, Lindelof, and Smalling. Send it. <laughs> dear, dear God. How did we end up with this back line? We were supposed to have a solid defensive pairing. I think Toby uh, Tober Alderwild is coming to you in January. Yeah, we'll see. I... I think you're going to way overpay for him, but it'll be a good buy. Uh, money's not an issue. Yeah. Blank check. Um, <laughs> to Spurs, right. they need it. Well, do you have it in you for one more segment before we just shoot the shit about FIFA to wrap yeah, it up? Yeah, let's do it. Here's what I got. I'm also workshopping the name. Right now, it's uh, who do you know here? And then the other option was you just brought piss to a shit fight. <laughs> I'll tell you how they're tied. We'll we'll see what the viewers prefer. Okay. But it's basically going off our conversation about LAFC and how they would rank in the Premier League. So it's like newcomers to the Premier League. Who do you know here? And where would they rank? So I'm going to give you some team names. And you're going to tell me if they would survive, if they would win the title, if they would be top four. Okay. Where do they finish? I'm pulling up the Premier League table just so I can accurately answer okay. these. But go ahead. All right. And the way it all kicked off, I mean, I'll kind of – walk the viewers through it with you at the same time LAFC <laughs> I think before we saw them absolutely disgrace themselves on the playoff stage mm-hmm. um, in more ways than one in my mind yeah I think the beers are still on the field in my mind I convinced myself they could survive relegation and we saw them play and I, I was reminded of how big a golfing class there is in the MLS, I I don't think they would get a point. Yeah, I mean, they certainly, I think they're be, they, they would not get double-digit points over the course of a season. It's, it's horrendous. I think you can have talent, but to have a gritty team is a whole other story. Like, you've got Vela, accomplished international. Urania was part of that Costa Rica team that, you know, went to the quarterfinals in the World Cup. He's no scrub. Um, Diamande played for Hull City for a minute. Um, I've, Rossi is, you know, supposed to be good. He's still young. young. Um, but when you, I mean, that front line aside, you, you, that's not sustainable. In, oh, in the Premier League. oh, no, no. The, yeah. Including, including the front line. That front line's not sustainable. The only goals right. you're getting are moments of magic from Vela, and that's it. Yeah, no, it was... All right. Well, I mean, that I guess that sets the the playing field for what we're yeah, talking 20th about. Yeah, 20th place. <laughs> All right. Here's one specifically for you because I know of your penchant for uh the Italian mm. league. Where are you putting AC Milan? Who are currently fourth in Serie A? Um is this pre or post Wenger appointment because he's supposed to be taking over for Gattuso? Just to answer the question, um, I'd say they're they're a they're a seven to ten in the table side, 
under Gattusa, mm. and they are fourth under Wenger. Wow. See, that's where I would put them. I would have thought you would have them flirting with top four. Uh, no. No. Arsenal beat them in the Europa League last year, and they didn't get better. And okay. that's what I'm going off of. Well, that was just yeah. – I was just trying to – I was just trying to coax a uh, pro-Italian response out of you so I could jump on it. They're, they're, I mean, I'll, I'll give you some pro-Italian responses. I'm surprised that they're fourth. There's a lot of teams I prefer to um, to AC Milan. I guess maybe not a lot yeah, if I actually well, break it down. It might just be Inter, Napoli, Juventus. Inter, Napoli, Juventus. Lazio, um, maybe. Well, that's no, that's exactly what it is. Inter, Napoli, Juventus, and then Milan is fourth. Yeah, Lazio, Lazio's right there with them. Surprise package is Roma. Right. Yeah, ninth. Roma was the team I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I I just don't rate Milan, but I rate. I think that. Um, I don't. Are you going to go into the other Italian teams, or is that it? No, that was it. So you can double down on your point. Um, Juventus is fighting for the title. Inter and Napoli are both top four sides. Napoli's top four. Yes. Huh. All right. They're 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 leading a group of PSG and Liverpool in the Champions League right now. In my dumb brain, <laughs> I think I still favor United. I think I still favor United in a two-leg series over Napoli. I think I do. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. And we're in, as you pointed out, trailing Bournemouth. So <laughs> I mean, do what you will. Yeah. All right, here's another one. Uh, Barcelona without Messi, if Messi never existed, they're they're you're, you know first or second, Still. right there with City, yeah. Without Messi, yes. yeah, they, they're they've been without Messi. Hear me out. No more Neymar, no Messi, Suarez thirty one, thirty two, and then Coutinho, who's good. No, he's great. Okay. But he's not, I don't know. Coutinho, I don't think, is in that best player in the world conversation. And then um, Dembele? Well, I mean, that's a, your your attack. But you still got um, Busquets, Rakitic, uh, Jordi Alba's in, you know, I don't I don't know who they got playing on the, the right wing, but their, their defense is solid. Like, I mean, that's, that's the other thing about, like, a team like that. Like, if you're, if you're competing in the Champions League, your defense – like I don't think the Premier League has the best defense. I think that that's been their downfall in the Champions League, that they're just not mm. as good defensively. I guess that is a very uh, Italian quality that the Premier League could adopt. Just stout defense. Yeah, I think Sarri's bringing that a little bit for uh, for Chelsea. Yeah, fair point. Uh, but you know, no, Barca. Right. Barca's just there's just they're just got such class, and they're and they don't. I mean, it's 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 an interesting point because they have. You know, you, you don't win the games 8-1 in the Premier League, and they do that like five times a year. So maybe maybe there is something to be said about that, but I, I still think that they're they're cut above. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. I was just hoping to tease you down to like a third or a fourth. No, but. no. Yeah. With Messi, Messi, right. Messi, I think Messi would score 50 goals. I think okay. he demolished the record. Well, here's a good one because this really is a toss-up. Fourth one, U.S. men's national team. Wow. Oh man, they're 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 fighting a relegation battle. I th- they're doing better than LAFC, but whoo. 
All right, so let's walk. U.S. men's national team versus Brighton away. Oh God, that's a that's a grueling yeah. matchup. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would, they have the legs for that. I like. I'd like to think that they could survive a relegation battle, but they're not finishing higher in fifteenth. And I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think they're right in that like sixteen to eighteen range when you get a sixteen nineteen range. But I mean, they're better than Fulham. Oh. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Fulham, I and mean, we can leave that for the next one. They've really disappointed me. Um, still a long season, 11 games in, but I don't think the U.S. men's would be last place. That might be that might be a little too respectful, yeah. but I 18th, 19th, that's about where you got to Yeah, and one, one quick point on Fulham. They are dead last, but they're three points out of 14th place. There could be a lot can happen to the bottom of this table. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's so exciting. Yeah. Watch this space. All right. Last one. Um, the 2016 Golden State Warriors. Whew. Okay. Um, you got KD in goal. I put JaVale up top. Just lob some shit into him. Um, yeah. Stay central. Young fella. David West in, as a holding midfielder, just lighting people up. Draymond in center back. Man, I think um, 12th, 13th, mm. I think they'd yeah. be able to hold their own. Yeah. Do we get Leandro Barbosa? Because he's Brazilian. Oh, yeah. You can put him in okay. there. Barbosa. Jogo Benito. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the best commercials back in the day, man. You can have you can have Bogut too. Okay, so the best of the right. Warriors of all time. Well, that wraps up. Who do you know here? <laughs> we'll see how that one. See what the we'll people see how think that of that one. Ages one. when the podcast comes out. And then, uh, last but not least, I always do like to end it on a pretty light, non-tactical note where we just bitch about our FIFA seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any updates you want to give the people? Um, so I've been struggling with formations. Um, I've also been, haven't we all, you know, sleepless nights, my friend. I'm so what I've, um, I think I've, I probably adopt a similar formation to you and a similar formation to Arsenal in real life. Um, where I play Lacazette up top, Aubameyang on the left, Ozil centrally. Um, I chose Mkhitaryan on the right, though I do cycle in Awobi quite a bit. Um, and then I got Torreira, Jaka, back line, as you'd expect. But, you know, you can turn, Kosielny's healthy, Socrates healthy. It's a lot better. Um, and I do start Leno. I do start Leno. Um, does he have a real player face? He does. But uh, what's yeah, difficult What's difficult for me is this defending is really tough. So having – basically, I needed the two holding midfielders or else I was getting picked apart. I think I gave up like – like, I, w- I won, like, 5-4 against Fulham. Like, you know, it's just these crazy games where I just can't defend. Uh, so, I got embarrassed. I think I lost 6 nothing to Sporting away. I don't think that's a you thing or an Arsenal thing. I think that's just adapting to the game because my games are equal, equally crazy. And you know I'm a sucker for realism. And people are like, dude, you won 5-4. Why are you upset? And I'm just like, you don't get it. <laughs> It's not meant to be like this. It's not meant to be. Uh, yeah. I, I need clean sheets. De Gea has not kept a clean sheet all goddamn who season. Are your, it's um, eating me alive. Who are your 
top three favorite United players to like, who do you try to get the ball to? And like in special situations, like we all have those players, you know? Yeah. I or even um, just put in the team like, or, or like who are those guys that aren't normally in your team that you'd like, like to put in the bench or like to find a, you know, sneak into a starting lineup against Cardiff, you know, things like that. Well, I was really surprised um, about this player making a comeback for me. I had no use for Mata last year, and this year I think crosses are kind of a bigger they deal. Are. So I like to have him in on the right cut, cross in. Um, so he's been kind of a revelation for okay. me. And um, who else, who else, who else? I, um, I find myself using Fred a ton. Hmm. I actually think my game my game suits him more than it does a Matic. Um, he's just like a lumbering guy who's not that fast and kind of stretches out and fouls people, gets a, a lot of yellow cards. So it's not too unrealistic, but yeah. that's where I'm at. Is um, Pogba still a beast? One thing I wanted to bring up. Sorry, go ahead. Pogba's still just like an absolute beast? Yeah, he is a beast. Um, he's definitely a cheat code. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I try to push him up when I can. But um, I don't know if you've gotten to January yet where the transfer window opens up. But the one thing I noticed was that the uh, contract expiration discussions have gotten way more savage in the sense that when you've got a player who's got six months left on his contract, they'll just start shopping him around to other teams like they're about to pick pick him up on a free. And I got myself in a situation where I got an email notification from my assistant manager and he was like, Onda Herrera, six months left. Just wanted to let you know he started talking to Liverpool. Like you should probably like figure out what's good with this guy. And I had a game coming up, and I was just like, "All right, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. I got this game." So I play the game. I shut it down. You know, I come back to the next game, and I forgot about it. <laughs> and I advance through, and I get another like passive aggressive email notification from the same guy, and he's like, "Hey, dude, I dropped you a note last week. Uh, <laughs> Herrera's gone. Like he's so he's he's signed a upon expiry contract with Liverpool." And, oh shit! Uh, I learned I was not a very uh, I was a pretty negligent manager, but I'm also an unforgiving manager because uh, I dropped him to the bench, I stripped him of a kit number, and he's never playing again. Love it. I love that. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. good advice, though, because so. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm actually like. I actually just played the Liverpool game, so like I'm, I, I started a little late, and then I've like I caught up. Um, yeah. And you got to watch those contracts. Yeah, yeah, because I've been a real dick about trading Ramsey. Like I'm gonna do it because I. What I want to do is I want to. Um, I want to get to a place where, um, I think I'm gonna buy buy Pulisic, have him be my right winger. Then have and like have him and Awobi, Mkhitaryan, basically use like of my front four with Lacazette, Aubameyang, Ozil, and like if Pulisic is the starter there because I'm going to groom him for greatness in North London. Mm-hmm. Uh, then have Awobi and Mkhitaryan, and I think the flexibility of Aubameyang being able to go up top. Pull Lacazette out, Awobi to the left, Pulisic to the left, Mkhitaryan on either side, Ozil pulled out, or even maybe on the right. I think that those five, those six guys in those, or five, four guys in those six spots will be a lot of fun. Um, though I do get uh, some of my youth guys involved. Eddie Niketia and uh, Emil Smith-Rowe are tearing up, tearing up uh, Europa League right now. 
There you go. Uh, but believe it or not, uh, Granite Jaka is my favorite person to play with because I don't know what it is. He's got to have one of the highest shot powers, and my man's always trailing behind the play because he's slow as hell. And so you just you just cue him up 30, 40 yards from goal, and my man can rip. <laughs> just let the boy go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I do enjoy playing with him, but um, it's good to know on that transfer stuff because I've – I turned down basically somebody offered me I think twenty eight million for Ramsey and I countered with fifty and they did the whole storm out of the room thing because I was kind of giving <laughs> I was like give me that fuck you money <laughs> and so now I, Juventus made an offer and maybe PSG made an offer so I might need to just take my third. I love it. Yeah, I love the transfer techniques. I'm very. What's what's strange is I am. I'm confident in my Arsenal team. I'm like, I don't even want to buy anybody. I'm buying Pulisic on principle. But, you know, I got... Yeah. I mean, I should buy someone to replace Xhaka, but I love Torreira, and I love Xhaka, but they're both like 80. So it's like, uh, do I... I do sub Ozil a decent amount because it's like he's either in the game or he's not in the game. It's that that part, there's your realism. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. If I can... That, yeah, no, that's real. Like, he'll show up or he won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I can get him in space, I mean, it's just... Like you can close your eyes, press Y, and pick out a pass. It's pretty, pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's pretty on the money. Good job, FIFA. Yeah, yeah. That's it for me on FIFA. That's all I got. I mean, hell, it was only an hour and a fifty-minute podcast. Yikes! If yeah. you're still with well, us, thanks for listening. Yeah, truly. I mean, you guys are what keep this operation from just plummeting into darkness so thanks again for the listen um i feel like we're a broken record but we promise to shake it up i think next next time we do this um and we want to make sure it's the right one you know we don't want to we don't want to blow our load too early Mm -hmm. but i think we either get on before or right after a big game and we can call it out maybe through social media i heard there's something called uh insta twitter Mm. and we can tell people what our plans are but um we can get on before or after a big game and do some kind of live cast. And um, we also need some kind of round table, whether it's one guest or a second guest, get a few people into the mix just to shake things up. Because yeah. I feel like we, we got a good flow going and it's uh, something to build on. Yeah, well, we're, um, we're getting in, I guess it's another international break coming up. Um, so that's a, that's a little bit disappointing just that we have to deal with that. But, um, you know, we, we'll, we'll recap that and certainly... I, I think I'm definitely going to want to get a get something on the books for for uh, before before Arsenal uh, United with some with some with some round table. Yeah, bummer. It's on a Wednesday. I was going to say that could be the Vegas weekend, and we just just, just send risk it. it all. <laughs> all right. Well, exciting uh, exciting things in the works for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, we. Will-